Welcome, everyone. This is episode 34 of Startup BizCast. It's February 2008. I'm Steve Mullen, and this week's topic is corporate blogging and social media. Startup BizCast is the small business advice podcast that's shorter than your average coffee break. It's produced by Endgame PR Podcast Production, and its home on the web is www.startupbizcast.com. If you go back to the very first episode of Startup BizCast, I spent some time introducing myself in the show, but I also did a small segment on corporate blogging. I've been meaning to come back to the topic, and this week, I am. My guest is Debbie Weil this week. She's a corporate and CEO blogging and social media consultant. She's also written a book called The Corporate Blogging Book. She says 2008 is the year of the corporate blog, and she'll be joining us in a few minutes to discuss. Before we get to that, however, let's take a look at small business news in the BizCast Brief. President Bush's $3.1 trillion budget was unveiled this week, and it's a bit short on small business funding. The budget for 2009 cuts appropriations for the Small Business Administration by about 3%. The SBA's budget has been cut about 30% in the past seven years. More on the SBA, the head of a company that works to assist with the management of small businesses says the agency doesn't come close to addressing the needs of small businesses in the U.S. George Cloutier from American Business Management Services of Orlando says the Small Business Administration's budget should be increased five-fold, creating what he calls a super SBA. Finally, in this political season, a story about a former presidential candidate. Office supply chain Staples recently named John Kerry its Small Business Champion of the Year, citing his 23 years in the U.S. Senate working on behalf of small business owners. More on those stories and others are available in this week's Small Business Recommended Reading on the Startup BizCast blog. Time now for this week's Startup BizCast Small Business Advice. Is 2008 the year of the corporate blog? Blogging is certainly becoming more popular as a way to improve your business search rankings and to brand yourself as an expert in your field. We're joined this week by Debbie Weil, a corporate and CEO blogging and social media consultant. She's worked with global 100 and Fortune 500 companies to make sure they're blogging the right way. Debbie, thanks for joining us on Startup BizCast. Thank you. Now, before we start talking about blogging, let's hear about you for a moment. Tell us about yourself. Steve, well, I am a corporate blogging and uh, social media consultant, primarily work with bigger companies. Uh, although I do have some smaller clients, and a lot of the issues and challenges are the same. And I'm also author of The Corporate Blogging Book, which is easily available on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. Now, you're calling 2008 the year of the blog. Why this year? Well, I actually call it the year of corporate blogging. And, um, well, of course, you know, this is PR. You always have to have a, you have to take a stance. But, but it, really, it, it really is true. And there's at least three reasons. One is blogging, particularly for businesses, is it has gone mainstream. Uh, the second is it's it's so easy. I mean, we're just talking about a blog is just an interactive website. I mean, there's no learning. It's, it, the technology is just so simple. And the third is it works. You know, if the goal of blogging is to get found on Google, is to get media exposure, to get more customers, it, it works. And um, But interestingly, I, I just ran across a something that made me think about this, which was I think it was yesterday, the day before, through the Wall Street Journal. And in the Wall Street Journal they they uh, quoted from Google's corporate blog on the Microsoft um, proposed Microsoft acquisition of Yahoo. So here you have the Wall Street Journal not quoting from a Google official, but going to the Google corporate blog and 
quoting from there. So you have this sort of, it, this is kind of bleeding into, you know, what's news, who's creating the news, and this is just the most amazing chance for companies, small or big, to jump in there and, in a sense, become, uh, you know, news publishing organizations themselves, which just has so many benefits. Yeah, I actually saw a study uh, mention it in the show uh, a couple of episodes ago that uh, journalists are not only writing their own blogs now, they are also reading more blogs and are readily admitting that uh, blogging has changed the way they actually report the news. Oh, and absolutely. And I, I, I do think that's fascinating. I'm a former reporter myself, and um, and you know also that people, the first thing they do is they get online and they search, and then they then they pick up the phone and call. Now, obviously, you mentioned that blogging works. There is an SEO benefit and a branding benefit to business blogging, and we've talked about both on this show in the past. Which do you feel is more important for businesses, SEO or branding? Well, Steve, are you talking about small business or big companies? Really more small business, but but in general, both. Yeah, that's, that's really a great question. Um, I think I would give them pretty equal weight if you d- expand the definition of branding to um, – uh, establishing, particularly for a small business, establishing yourself as a thought leader, you know, sort of the positioning of your business. Uh, it's, so it's it's really both because if you get found, which is SEO, search, in, search engine optimization in Google, and then people find that, wow, you know, this company has some interesting things to say about XYZ issues that are related to their product slash service, gee, maybe, maybe I want to do business with them and I can ask them questions and they'll respond back on their blog and seems like nice people kind of thing. And you know what? Even if you don't think of yourself as a thought leader, if you start blogging, it forces you to, I like to call it, think out loud. And it simply forces you to articulate sort of cogently what you're thinking about it. Before you know it, you're a thought leader. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of uh, uh, turning yourself into one, I guess, basically, is how it all works out. Uh-huh. Uh, now, I'm sure, obviously, you look at a lot of corporate blogs. Is there one mistake that you've seen made over and over and over again on business blogs? Well, there's probably two that are the most damaging. One is uh, infrequent blogging. I'm so simple, but infrequent posting, because then you're really losing all the benefits and it just looks less credible. Uh, but when I say frequent, frequent is on a corporate blog, it could be once every week to 10 days, I'd say, you know, three times a month minimum. So we're not talking about something overly taxing. But And then the second big mistake is not writing it as a blog and, and would sort of, in a sense, pasting in press releases, continuing to speak and corporate speak, marketing speak, uh, not including links to other blogs or other articles, no sense of humor, need to get a couple of video, uh, YouTube videos in there sometimes. Um, again, easy and fun to do, but it sometimes is a bit of a learning curve for companies that are just not used to talking that way. Now, a big part of your business is consulting on CEO blogs. Uh, could you go over what a CEO blog is and why it's beneficial for a company? Well, a CEO, it's a term. A CEO blog really means senior executive blog, and it's the idea of um, you know one executive having his or her own blog. Um, so, of course, uh, Jonathan Schwartz, who's CEO of Sun Microsystems, is probably the best example of a Fortune 500 CEO blog, and he really does write his own blog. So it's it's just, you know, it's one, it's a kind of blog rather than having a multiple author blog, which, by the way, turns out to be more, it's becoming more and more common. I think companies, even small companies that want to get into this are realizing, whoa, this is, this is quite a time commitment. And so they may enlist, you know, a couple people to work on the blog. But the idea behind a CEO blog is this is really a chance for um, 
senior executive or the CEO to establish him, himself or herself as a thought leader, uh, both, by the way, externally uh, with all different kinds of you know, external stakeholders and internally with employees, particularly if it's a big company. So it's a very efficient way for a CEO to communicate with a wide variety of stakeholders, internal or external. Let's talk about other social media. What's your view on business podcasting? I kind of look at it as having a lot of the same benefits as blogging. I think podcasting is great. And for some reason, um, I've just found the technology just slightly harder to master. It just seemed to take more time where I can you know, write and push publish and get a blog entry up. But, um, but the way I look at it, blogs are the platform on which these other uh, tools live. So you know, podcast basically has to live on some kind of blog path blog platform. Otherwise, how are you going to find the podcast? How are you going to provide the RSS feed? The same with videos. And if you're going to do regular little videos, um, you may have a page on YouTube, but you better also have a blog where people can then go and find you know your video on uh, you know whatever it is. So I, to me, I I say blogs are the sort of the foundation, and then all the other tools um, fit on top of them. And now, one exception, of course, is Facebook, which is becoming more and more. Interesting, I think, uh, as a business tool, and is not really a blog. It's a, you know, it's kind of a, it's a community. It's your own community, and then once you have your Facebook page, you can have all these things on it, including, of course, a feed from your blog. But that's really another issue. Facebook is a fascinating phenomenon, I think. I guess Facebook and uh, and slightly more stuffy and, and more business-like, I guess, is LinkedIn, uh, which isn't. I guess there's not as much flexibility there. Yeah, I mean, I, those are the two that I think people are saying, okay, those are the two you've got to know about, you've got to participate in it. Honestly, I do participate in both. I just don't spend a lot of time on them. LinkedIn, I, I'm still getting convinced. I mean, it's definitely not a blog, but I think the idea is you have access to this expanded network. Um, I don't know. I just like it's, you know, how many places can you create an, an online uh, digital identity for yourself, basically, is, that's what I ask myself, and you know, if you have limited time. But a lot of people swear by LinkedIn. Uh, you, you get to the point where you're you're doing so much social networking that you're not actually doing the work that you're trying to promote yourself as being able to do. It's true, and I think you know I've been doing this for I've been blogging for going on five years, and no, I honestly I go through phases. But right now I'm not blogging every day. I'm sort of saying, oh come on, Debbie, and get some get some more stuff up. I'm always thinking about it, but. You know, I get a little lazy. Um, so you've got to really, you got to be in this for the long term. And I think in the first flush of enthusiasm, whether it's Facebook um, or or your own blog or your own podcast, you know, you're just at it all the time, and uh, and that's great. And that's great. That's how you get the SEO and uh, the recognition. Final question: If you had to pick one piece of advice to give to a small business owner about blogging uh, for their business, what would it be? Ooh, love that question. I would say. Next time you think about upgrading your website, just build it on blogging software instead. Or if you have to choose between a blog and a website, just start a blog. Because a blog, blogging software is very flexible, and it basically it can it can run a website and enable you enable a small business person to easily update their site uh, all the time without resorting to having to call the web the web guy. Uh, it's just you know it's this sort of marriage of technology and communication that is just so ideal for small businesses. So that's, that's probably what I advise, which is just create the blog. It's really just your website. 
It's interesting you should mention that. It's something that I have thought about doing for a long time with my business website, and I've spent so much time building it up in HTML that I, I just can't bring myself to do it. But I know if I switched it over to, to WordPress, for instance, it would be much more flexible and, and probably more friendly a site. Uh, it's very good advice, though. Good. Well, I hope that helps. Okay. Well, let's uh, wrap this up. Uh, blogging and social media consultant Debbie Weil, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Steve. It was a pleasure. For more on Debbie, you can visit her website at www.debbyweil.com, and her last name is spelled W-E-I-L. You can also find a link there to her book, The Corporate Blogging Book. The book is also available on Amazon.com. Please feel free to contact me if you have any questions or feedback about Startup BizCast. The best way to reach me is via voicemail at 206 984 0860. That's 206-984-0860. You can also email info at startupbizcast.com or leave a comment on the blog. That's a wrap for episode 34 of Startup BizCast. Thanks for listening. I'm Steve Mullen. Hi, everyone. Steve again. If you'd like to use podcasting to promote your business and yourself, please check out Endgame PR Podcast Production. It's a service of my public relations firm, Endgame PR. For more information, go to www.endgamepr.com. That's E-N-D-G-A-M-E-P-R.com.